Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Tuesdays at Alexandra's. Today we are talking about a super relevant topic, Corona finances. Before we get all into that, I wanted to tell you about something really sweet that I did this weekend. If you live in Adelaide, you'll know how lovely the weather was this past weekend. Um, So what I ended up doing was going to my local park with a couple of my friends and having a picnic. It was a really nice thing to do. I got to see some people that I haven't seen in quite a while. Obviously, social distancing is still a thing, but we've sort of started to ease our isolation. Um, Like, yeah, we've eased isolation. We're slowly starting to get back to normal. And going to the park, being outside, getting some vitamin D and some sunshine was absolutely wonderful. It was so nice to see my friends and to chat and just hang out and have that little bit of social interaction that I'm sure a lot of us have been craving. Also, obviously, this episode is about finances, but a lot of people are doing it tough and a bit short of money at the moment, and it was a very inexpensive way to spend quite a bit of time, and it was so thoroughly enjoyable. Um, So, yeah, it's something I'd encourage you all to do. Get your friends, have a picnic. This episode is jam-packed. I have a lot of content, so let's jump right on into it. Let's talk all about corona finances. Before we get into the content of today's episode, I'm going to put a massive disclaimer at the start of this for a number of reasons, but I just wanted to say that I am, first of all, not a financial advisor and I haven't worked in finance or any such related field. I am, however, someone who is very interested in finance. So this episode is coming to you from the perspective of someone who likes to talk about finance and money in general terms. But I'm definitely not giving you any advice or recommendations. I have always been interested in finances, and it's something that I've always openly discussed with my family and friends. My paternal grandparents were very into finance, in particular shares, and that's something which they pass along to my father and also to me. I'm very lucky and fortunate that I had, like for lack of a better word, an education in finance from my family. I'm also super privileged that I had parents who from a young age insisted on teaching us about budgeting and how to save our money so that we had enough set aside for the future and for taxes and to donate to charity and just in general like taught us how to budget. So yeah, I am talking to you all today about finances from perspective from the perspective of a 22-year-old who is interested in the topic and knows that a lot of people aren't super comfortable talking about money. And a lot of people weren't as fortunate as I was to have grown up in a household where these topics were openly discussed and where a lot of emphasis was put on learning these important skills. The approach that was always taught in my household was not strictly a focus on generating and accumulating wealth, but more from the perspective of financial freedom. So that if you're in a terrible job that you hate or an unsafe relationship or are made redundant, your life doesn't just suddenly stop because you've been able to set aside a small portion of your paycheck over time so you can have a period where you don't work for whatever reason and know that you will be okay. All right, 
with the world's longest disclaimer out of the way, what I will be talking about today is making money, saving money, and spending money. Making money. I understand that this is a bit of an unusual topic to be talking about when there are pretty high levels of unemployment and also because the economy has taken a massive hit, both because of coronavirus. For all of you who have been stood down or let go of or who are working less and are struggling to make money right now, my heart genuinely goes out to you. I completely understand how you feel. I'm a uni student. My main source of income is from working at a pub and pubs have been closed for months now. I also understand that a lot of young people don't have a lot of job security by virtue of their age, life experience, and just generally transitioning between jobs more frequently. I know that a lot of people are casual workers and all of these things when combined when a global pandemic like coronavirus hits are really contributors to people not being able to support themselves. But having said that, that really is a whole other topic. Just know that if you are struggling, I do really, really feel for you and I know how uncomfortable and difficult it is to go through periods where money is tight. Um, I guess I should give some context about me. I have pretty much for as long as I can remember had a job and worked in some form or another. I helped out around my parents' office to babysitting throughout primary and high school. I got my first real job when I was 13 because that's the youngest age you could get a job in Queensland. I worked at a number of fast food style places throughout high school. I took a gap year to work so I could afford to move and go to university. When I moved at 18 down to Adelaide, I was totally responsible for paying my rent and groceries and buying my university textbooks and basically everything. So I definitely know what it's like when money is tight because, yeah, I am a full-time student, but I also have to work to support myself and pay my bills like so many others. Um, I also understand what it's like to talk about money and how uncomfortable it can get if you're anything like me when you're short on money it's so hard to say that and there's really a big difference between being like oh yeah I'm broke because people make a lot of jokes about being broke in a way to excuse not going out for a couple of drinks or for dinner or whatever it may be but there's totally an element of shame associated when you're like no I am like genuinely broke and I can pay rent for like a couple weeks or so but like I don't know what's going to happen after that and that shame and discomfort that I'm talking about when people talk about money is why I really wanted to do an episode about it today because it's so important to have these conversations and as you'll know from my episode last week I love getting out of my comfort zone and I want to encourage all of you to do the same. Anyway, for those of you who have had your income affected by corona in literally any way, I hope that you have explored all of the options that are available to you in terms of government support. I really think the government has been doing an incredible job in their response to coronavirus 
job keeper and job seeker are really great initiatives and just in general there's been a lot of changes to Centrelink payments again I don't work at Centrelink and I'm not completely across the board on the specifics of these changes but I know that there have been a lot of them so I would encourage you very very strongly to go and have a look at what Centrelink is saying if you've had your income altered or affected in any way and see if any of these options are available to you. Also, honestly, go into Centrelink in person if you have the opportunity to because from talking to so many people about their experience, they've all just shared how frustrating and annoying it is trying to deal with them over the phone and that you are so much more likely to get some sort of resolution face-to-face. Also, for anyone who isn't an Australian listener and you've somehow stumbled across my podcast, Centrelink is the Australian government's body responsible for social security. I'm pretty sure every government in the world has an equivalent, so go and have a look at the one that's relevant to you if you're not in Australia. Anyway, that is all I will say about Centrelink and that side of making money. The other side of making money is kind of a twofold thing. Firstly, there's people who are looking for jobs for right now, but there's also people who are graduating and who are looking for future work. I am a final year university student, so I too am looking at graduate jobs And I know how many companies have frozen hiring and how many have suspended their grad schemes for 2021. The job search is ordinarily difficult enough, yet alone in a global pandemic, but there are absolutely jobs out there. So I would encourage you all to not be disheartened. If you are looking for a job, make sure that you're on LinkedIn and checking to see other job listing websites. I think the biggest thing is to just keep applying for jobs and to try and keep as positive an attitude towards the whole process as you can. Keep looking, keep applying because there are jobs out there. Also, make sure you are using platforms like LinkedIn to connect with people, particularly those who are in the field or doing the job that you want to do. Okay, that is enough about earning money and that side of things. Let's talk a little bit about saving money. Obviously, when money is tight for most people and during a global pandemic, it's not necessarily the best time to decide to start saving. But I also know that with the government support, a lot of people are receiving income and some of you will be in the position to think about saving The one thing that I really want to talk about in terms of saving is something that is really pertinent to coronavirus, having an emergency fund. If you haven't heard of an emergency fund, an emergency fund is a separate savings account from your everyday account and any other long or short-term savings accounts you may have where you basically try to have between three and six months of living expenses set aside. The idea of this fund is to have enough saved so that you've got money for rent, groceries and any other reoccurring bills or expenses in case you will lose in case you were to lose income for that period. Obviously, having a full 6 months worth of living expenses set aside 
takes a considerable amount of time to build up and setting aside that much money is no easy feat. It's taken me forever to build my emergency fund, but it is the best thing that I can recommend you do with your money. If you take anything away from the pandemic, I hope that you learn the importance of emergency funds and having money set aside to cover your expenses so you never feel that you are completely stranded and have no hope. I started putting together an emergency fund a while ago. Honestly, it must have been years at this point, but I was very, very lucky to have that fund and also the knowledge that I'd be okay for a few months when corona first became a thing and in particular after being stood down from my job. It's never a great financial position to be in to not be earning income, but the peace of mind in knowing that you have money for rent, bills and groceries is absolutely incredible. I genuinely don't know what I would have done if I didn't have an emergency fund, but yes, having money set aside was really great for my mental health and saved me from having a crushing need to get a new job immediately upon being stood down. There are so many resources out there about emergency funds and I'm going to find a way to share some resources with you all, be that through my Instagram or in the little notes below this podcast. Anyway, I cannot stress enough how great emergency funds are and I hope that each of you listening starts to put a small amount aside into an emergency fund just so that you know that there's some money in case something happens. It allows you just that little bit of financial freedom that you need. That's my spiel about emergency funds and why every single person in the world needs one. But now let's talk a bit about spending money. I appreciate that this is a little bit weird and again, a little bit uncomfortable to discuss because I truly never want to judge how others choose to spend their money. We all have different priorities and different perspectives on spending. For example, I know a lot of people that think rent money is dead money, but for me, it's something that I'm happy to spend my money on because it allows me to have a home that I love and to go to the university that I wanted to. Having said that, I don't want to comment on how people ought to spend their money or tell you what I think you should be doing with your money. Instead, what I want to discuss is being more conscious of how we are spending our money. From talking to people in my life, So many have been so upfront about how despite earning substantially less, they've managed to save so much money in quarantine because they're not mindlessly spending on little things and they're eating at home and not making lots of small transactions. Now, this is a bit of a funny story, but last year my debit card was expired and my bank forgot to send me a new card. At first, I was like, this is the most inconvenient thing. I hate carrying cash. I don't have a credit card. So I was sort of like, what the hell am I going to do without a debit card? And then, of course, my father talked some sense into me and was like, Alex, you're just going to have to get cash out and carry cash and life will be fine and your bank will send you a new card and you're only going to be inconvenienced for a week or so while you're waiting for that card in the mail. 
it took two and a half months for my card to come because my first request somehow got lost. My second card went to the wrong address. My third card, I don't know. I'm assuming it wasn't delivered. And then my fourth card finally came. But anyway, the point was that I learned to carry cash and I think I had the experience a lot of people are having now back then because I would only get so much cash out in a week and I was limited to spending only that amount. I could no longer flippantly purchase small things like a drink with a meal or make convenient purchases. I couldn't order Uber Eats or other food delivery because there's no card connected to my account. My account. And I found that in that two and a half months while I was waiting for my card in the mail, I saved so much money. This lesson about how we unconsciously spend is something that I realized when I had to use physical cash and that a lot of people have been discussing about learning in the past couple of months. A lot of us are realizing how many unnecessary purchases we make in our daily life and how considerable an amount of money these expenses add up to. In not being particularly mindful about how money is being spent, lots of people are finding them confused when their bank accounts run empty by the end of the week, despite them not really having bought anything substantial. I think Corona has been a really good lesson for a lot of people about being more mindful about how money is spent, and in particular about cutting back on convenience purchases like food delivery, or my personal pet peeve, pre-cut vegetables. Being more conscious about money habits is a great thing, and I hope that a lot of people walk out of this experience having assessed their spending habits and making some changes to their budgets to take some of these savings forward into the future. Speaking of which, I hope all of you have a budget. There's not enough time in this episode to get into budgets, budgeting, why they're important and how to set up a budget. So maybe I'll do a whole episode on that. But absolutely everybody needs a budget. If you are someone that does not like talking about money or thinking about money, then I'm going to go out and say you more than anyone need a budget. I don't want you to feel personally attacked or whatever. But if you are uncomfortable or put off looking at your bank account and you don't know how you're spending your money either to the point where you can't be like, oh, last month I spent too much on eating out, then you need a budget. You need to look at your finances and figure it out because the more you know, the more you're aware of how you're spending your money and the better and more intentional you are able to be when you do spend your money that is so powerful for example if you do not know what subscriptions you're paying for then you are probably wasting so much money so if you're not all around your personal finances and you're terrified about starting a budget there are so many great resources out there which again I will share just please look at your spending and create a budget it will do you so much good Anyway, that is enough about budgeting, but to end this episode, the one thing I really wanted to touch on is how we choose to spend our money and some of the spending habits that I hope I will change and that a lot of other people will change going forward. 
The big thing that I'm talking about here is shopping local and supporting local and small businesses. I understand the appeal of sites like Amazon, but if the impact that corona has had upon the economy can teach us anything, it is that we really need to rally behind small and local businesses because they're so much more fragile and subject to the whim of every single thing. First, we had the bushfires, which devastated so many businesses, particularly here in South Australia. I cannot even begin to imagine what it's like to be one of those business owners that was affected by the fires and who hasn't been able to make up in any form of tourism because of corona. I also have so much sympathy for the businesses that have been forced to close and who are honestly just contemplating whether they should reopen because of the financial strain that they are under. Small businesses and local businesses are what add so much flair to the cities and the areas that we live in. I love the suburb that I live in because there are so many little cafes and restaurants and small stores and boutiques all within walking distance. There are all of these little shops and they're all local businesses and I know for a fact that my suburb would be so much worse off without them and I personally would dearly miss them if any of them were forced out of business. I am always someone who buys local. I am constantly at the farmer's market for groceries or supporting South Australian-based businesses. Honestly, I am the freak at the supermarket checking every single packaged good that I buy to make sure that it's Australian-made. I won't buy milk that isn't from a local dairy company, which, let me tell you, is quite difficult because I am lactose intolerant and have to buy and find lactose-free local dairy. I am that person at all times, but I've realised that despite this, so many of my purchases still aren't from Australian companies. So like a lot of people going forward, I am changing my habits and making even more of a conscious effort just to shop from small local businesses I honestly cannot stress it enough go to your favorite pub or restaurant and get a takeaway meal they are struggling so much right now spend your money at smaller places they appreciate you shopping there so much more and more than you can ever know support local and small businesses because we really need them and I for one would be so bored if we lived in a world that was only made up of large commercial chain stores and the only way that we're going to ensure we still have a lot of these smaller businesses and whether that be a boutique or a store when coronavirus is finished is to support them when they are doing it tough. I know a lot of people can't afford to right now but if you are spending money at this time please make sure that you're conscious of where you're spending it and how you're choosing to spend your money and please ensure that you're supporting small local businesses. I get that at this point I probably sound a little bit preachy, but it is so important that you're supporting Australian companies, small businesses and local stores. Also, please check where your food is from Because normally it will be a minor cost difference, but it is really an easy way to help support other Australians.
Speaking of local and small businesses, this week on my Instagram, I'm going to be sharing a lot of businesses, brands, cafes, restaurants um, that I love so much. So make sure that you check that out and follow at Tuesdays at Alexandra's on Instagram. I would also encourage each of you to do the same and share the places you love on your social media. It's free for you and really can make so much of a difference for those businesses. As always, you can follow me at Alex Patheris on Instagram to keep up with what I'm doing. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. And if you've got a moment, please take the time to rate and leave a review. With all of that said and done, thank you all for listening. And I have hope that you have enjoyed this episode and you're thinking about your spending habits and creating an emergency fund and supporting small and local businesses. Thank you for spending Tuesdays at Alexandra's. Bye, guys.